0: Hey, what do you do at your church when families are asking questions about salvation and baptism? At my church, we throw a party, and we call it Kid Splash. If you'd like to learn more, then stick around, because this is the Simple Kid Men Podcast, Episode 2. Hey, Children's Ministry friends. Welcome back to the Simple Kidman podcast. My name is Jason Byerly. I'll be your host for today. And as always, you can check out the show notes to this podcast over at SimpleKidmen.com. I'm going to have some video, some pictures, some links that you're going to want to check out over there. You can also subscribe uh, to the newsletter, and that way you don't miss out on any of the show notes. Today, we're going to be talking about just one of those ideas. Of something really practical that is working and has worked for a while at my church, and it's called Kid Splash. Now, before we had Kid Splash, parents used to come up to me and they would ask me, Hey, can you tell me if my child is ready to be baptized? Or my child's asking questions about following Jesus. Do you think they're old enough? And what I wanted to say was, no, I can't. I'm not their dad. You're their parent. God's called you to do this. You you can figure this out with God's help. Now that we have Kid Splash and have done it for the past seven, seven and a half years, I never get those questions. People go to Kid Splash, they get equipped, they get to hear the gospel with their kids and language that kids and, and parents can understand and take and use at home. And that conversation is moved back into the home where it belongs. Now, we're here to help. We're here to support. We're here to encourage. But this thing called Kid Splash really just empowers, equips, and releases families to have the conversations that God had them to make at home that we really don't need to be involved in, or they don't really need our help in. Now, I'm going to tell you the story about how God moved at our church and Kid Splash came to be. And I really do believe it was a God thing. I don't say that lightly, but it's been really awesome. And I can't take any of the credit. My team can't take any of the credit. We've just seen God move and we've jumped on that wave and tried to ride it. I'm going to tell you the story of how that happened. Also, going to just give you the basics about how the experience works in case you may want to think about doing it at your church. We share the curriculum for free. We just like to see kids come to Jesus, so that's kind of what's in it for us. Um, we're happy to share that and help and encourage and coach you along the way. Um, but if even if you don't want to do this at your church or you listen to this podcast and you say, ah, that's not really us, there are some transferable principles that I think you'll find helpful. And at the end of the podcast, I'm gonna boil that down to the things that I think will make sense for you no matter what your church context is. Anyway, stick around. We're going to do the story. We're going to give you a few uh, details to just tell you what Kid Splash really is and then those transferable principles at the end. Again, you can check out pictures, video over at the show notes at simplekidmen.com. Okay, so here's the story. Let's uh, jump into the DeLorean and head back to the year 2009. At this time, we had been doing several different things when parents and kids had questions about salvation, about baptism, about following Jesus. At one point, we had done a class, a monthly class, called Extreme Living that met in classrooms with desks and fluorescent lights. And, you know, it was definitely a classroom setting and, you know, it was really effective for its day and had a great run. But by the time I came onto the team, it was kind of losing steam. It was really time to maybe try some new things. I had a guy on my team who really had a passion for equipping parents. And so he developed a workbook and he would meet one-on-one with parents, walk them through the workbook and then just release them to go walk With their kids at home. And that was really great for the parents he got to sit down with. I think for some parents, it was maybe a little intimidating or too big of a step for them to make. But at the time, you know, some great fruit that came out of that. So definitely celebrate that. But then he transitioned off our team along with another team member. So I had a couple guys off my team and parents coming and saying, hey, my child wants to be baptized or they have questions. What do I do? And so my friend Wendy, who helps coordinate all the details On our children's ministry team. She said, what do you want me to tell these parents? And I said, well, I don't have time to meet with them individually um, like we were doing. So let's do this. Let's just throw a party, have a big beach themed event. We'll call it Kid Splash. I'll share the gospel. We'll talk to parents individually, let the kids go do an activity with their leaders. And we'll do that until we figure out what it is we're really going to do long-term. Well, little did I know that this thing we were slapping together, we were building this plane as it was going down the runway, little did I know that this was what God was going to use over the next decade to equip families in our church. So here's what happened. I was hoping, you know, if we got 20 people at this thing, I would be really, really excited. And so we had it booked in a smaller room in our church. And while I was on vacation, uh, Wendy calls me up and says, Hey, actually, we have 55 people registered for this event. We're going to have to move to a bigger room. That was really exciting. I thought, wow, this is great to see families respond to this Kid Splash thing that we've never even done before. Then we start hearing about families who are coming that have even registered. We're finding out kind of second, third hand about some families that are coming. And we're thinking, Wow, wow how big is this thing going to be? We get to the night of the first Kid Splash, August 2009. 279 people, kids and parents, walk in to hear the message of John 3.16. I mean, it was amazing. The you know numbers aren't everything for sure. But listen, we didn't really do much to promote this. This was not us. This was just people coming to hear the gospel. So I got up. I shared... The gospel with uh, some big fun props on stage. Did We just did a weekend lesson that we had used before um, on Sundays, and kids and parents in the room together. At one point, I said, hey, parents, if you've never done this, if you've never crossed this line of faith, if you've never been baptized, if God's talking to you tonight, I'd love to answer questions. No pressure, but I'm here. So end of the night, we're watching this video that had all this footage of we do these outdoor baptisms um, at the pond behind one of our campuses. And this dad walks up to me and he says, hey, will you get in the water with me tonight? And I'm trying to figure out, does he mean help him baptize his daughter? I knew his first grade daughter was there. Or is he really talking about himself? And so I just said, sure. And we start walking down after the event to the baptistry. And he says, you know, I've been around church all my life, but I've never had the excuse to cross this line. Kid Splash gave him the excuse. His daughter asking questions gave him the excuse. And so there that night in front of his wife and first grade daughter, I got to baptize this dad. Well, fast forward to October of that year. So this was August. Fast forward to October. By October, 36 people who had been at that first Kid Splash had been baptized. A dozen of them were parents. Now, this was a God thing, a God appointment, and really, again, nothing we could have orchestrated. But we saw God at work, so we said, we're going to join him in what he's doing. We're going to ride this wave for as long as it will take us. And here we are, seven and a half years later, still doing Kid Splash. Okay, so how does Kid Splash work? Well, we typically will do it on a Tuesday or Thursday night. That just works well at our church. Uh, We have four campuses, so depending on kind of what works best for that campus, that's when we do it. And a lot of times we'll do it leading up to Easter because there's just a lot of spiritual excitement in that time. Sometimes we'll do it in the fall after we've gotten through kind of a kickoff season. Some campuses have done it after church on a Sunday, and that can work well, too. So really, uh, we just try to do it in a time that makes sense for our families. It's a 45-minute to an hour-long event, and we Try to keep that time pretty tight because we don't want it to drag on. So it moves really fast. And basically, we spend the first half of the time with kids and parents together where we play some games, we worship, and we walk through the plan of salvation. We walk through John 3.16 with uh, some big colorful fun props and then after that first half then we dismiss the kids to spend some time with children's ministry leaders where they do an activity that helps them to kind of start processing what they just heard in this large group time together. What we're really trying to do at that point is to get them talking about this, get them to kind of prime the pump so that when they walk out the door it's just going to be really easy for their parents and for the kids to be able to talk about this at home. Meanwhile while the kids are doing this fun activity One of us is teaching the parents. We have just kind of this time where we talk about how do you know when your child's ready to make this decision to follow Jesus. We talk about kind of milestones to look for and how to pray along with them and walk along with them in this journey and how to help them process this at home. Now, one of my favorite parts that we walk through in the parent time and really is one of my favorite parts of what we send home with them is something called the Jesus letter. Now, we take all of that teaching we do in Kid Splash, that John 3.16 gospel presentation, we have that all in video, and we give parents a link to be able to access that online with some activities, discussion questions, Bible study that goes with that. And they can kind of watch it at their own pace. It's broken up into several short segments, so it's very digestible and easy to do. But then also we do this thing called the Jesus letter. Now, this is super, super simple. Basically, we just have a series of prompts to help parents help their kids write a letter to Jesus. Now, the way the Jesus letter works is parents will sit down with a younger kid. Maybe older kids can do this on their own. But they write their date at the top of the page and dear Jesus. And then they say, you are. And then they just express all that Jesus is to them. This is just their chance to say, this is who Jesus is to me. This is my understanding of Jesus. And then they say, I love you because. And this is so cool because this is a chance for kids just to worship Jesus on paper. The next prompt says, I'm sorry for the times I. And this is a chance for kids to articulate kind of the things that they are sorry for, the things they want Jesus to change in them. And this is a great way to start to understand if kids have an awareness of personal sin. It's really hard to understand why you would need a savior until you understand that sin isn't just this thing that other people do. That like there are things in my life that uh, I want Jesus to change, and that I'm sorry for, and that I know are doing things my way instead of God's way, and I want my way to become God's way. And so they just write out some things they're sorry for. Very last prompt says, "I want to follow you because." And they just get to say, this is why I want to make this decision to follow Jesus and be baptized. And so this is a great thing because not only does it give parents an X-ray into how their child is processing this decision to follow Jesus, it's also a great spiritual souvenir. At my home, for my kids on the anniversary of their baptism, we celebrate spiritual birthdays. And uh, I'll talk about that in a different podcast. But one of the great things we do at night right before bed is we get out their Jesus letter every year and read what they wanted to express, their prayer to Jesus, right when they were thinking about making this decision to follow him. So when they're 16 and they say, hey, I was seven or eight when I got baptized and I didn't know what I was doing and I I don't know about all this faith stuff, I can pull out that Jesus letter and say, yes, you did. This is what you were thinking and what you were praying and what you were feeling and processing. As a seven or eight-year-old, we also encourage parents to write their own Jesus letter where they just articulate who Jesus is to them, why they love him, what he's done and is doing in their life, and we want them to write that down and read it to their child as a really tangible way to share their faith with their child. For a lot of parents, sharing their testimony or their, or their faith and their story about what God's doing in their life might be really awkward, and we want to take away some of that awkwardness for them. Now, one of the things that we tell parents during that parent time over and over again is that you're the expert on your kids. So in other words, you don't need to come up and ask me, can you tell me if my child's ready? God has put you as the spiritual leader in the home and equipped you so that you will know when they're ready. You'll pray with it through them and there's no magic age or magic time, but you guys can listen to the Holy Spirit together and you'll make the decision when the time is right Uh, Another thing that I just love about Kid Splash is that it gets families talking. During the large group time together, when we're walking through John 3.16, there are several times where the teacher will have kids and families turn to each other and just answer a question. And so, for instance, when we're talking about God's story, uh, we'll have them turn and say, hey, talk about your favorite story. What's one of your favorite stories you've ever heard? And then when we're talking about that God gave us a big gift, that he bought this gift for us with Jesus on the cross, we start that time by saying, hey, turn to somebody at your table and talk about one of your coolest gifts you've ever received. What's really interesting about all these interactive parts is they are so easy and natural, and you just hear this conversation bubbling up all across the room. It's hands down my favorite part of Kid Splash because every time I'm sitting there thinking, this is the first spiritual conversation some of these parents have ever had with their kids. And I can tell you that I, you know, I, I've been in children's ministry 21 years, and my kids have been raised in the church. But sometimes it's awkward to talk about faith, and you have to, you have to get it started, and that can just be sometimes unnatural, you know, and not necessarily a normal part of the conversation. And KidSplash makes it a normal part of the conversation because you all hear the story together, and just like when you see a movie together, you can all walk out talking about what you experienced together. Now, our very first kids Splash back in 2009. I remember a dad came up to one of our staff members and said, you know, I get this whole relationship with God thing for me, but I just don't have the words, I don't have the language to explain it to my kids. So KidSplash does that. It gives parents the words. It gives them a common language to talk about this process of following Jesus at home. See, we're really leveraging the best of what parents can do and the best of what we do. You know, every week we communicate spiritual truths to kids in children's ministry, But it's parents who have the influence, who have the discipleship relationship, who have the long-term walking with their kids through all the ups and downs of life. So we take the language that comes very easy and natural for us, and we give it to parents who have all the influence and all of the uh, just access to the kids and the relationship, and they take that and run with it. Uh, I love when parents walk in, they look a little nervous, and they just want to get this right. They don't want to mess up this process or this decision helping their kids follow Jesus and I love those same parents who look nervous coming in walk away feeling confident we tell them all the time you're the expert on your kids but even experts need a little help you know an incredible athlete doesn't shy away from great coaching so the the greater an athlete rises in their sport the more they're gonna seek out even better and better coaches and so we use that analogy to explain to parents you're the star athletes here We just want to come alongside you and coach you and help you just to improve your game so that you feel confident and can walk out of here having these great conversations about salvation, but also ongoing faith conversations at home. Okay, so here's the thing. There are a lot of transferable principles I think you can take away from Kid Splash. Now, since 2009, there have been dozens of churches, I've lost count at this point, who have taken the Kid Splash idea, put it into action in their own church. And if you're interested in trying it out at your church, I'd be happy to help with that. Just email me at jason at simplekidmen.com. I can give you more information and walk you through it a little bit more. Um, but even if you don't think Kid Splash is the right fit for your church, let me give you some transferable principles that I think you can use no matter what your context is. doesn't matter if it's a big church, small church, multi-site, single site, country, urban, whatever it is. These are the things that I think make sense no matter where you are. Number one, look for where God is working and join him there. You can't go wrong by following that principle. In John 5:19, Jesus said, "The Son can do nothing by himself; he can only do what he sees the Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son also does." Now, that is a great concept to remember because if it was good enough for jesus it's good enough for us he said look i just look and see what the father's doing and i'm just all in with that and so we saw what the father was doing with kid splash and we said we are all in with that so where's god at work though in your church it's not kid splash but where is he at work and how can you jump on board with him okay number two transferable principle the gospel's powerful I mean, there is nothing fancy about Kid Splash, especially in those early days. We slapped this thing together, and yet it was a powerful event, a powerful experience, not because it was slickly produced, but because of the power of God at work in the hearts and minds of our families. The gospel's life-changing. It's powerful. It's like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. So my question is, are you sharing the gospel with kids and families? If not, you're missing out on the power of God. Okay, number three, bringing families together, it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be really, really simple. For that first Kid Splash, we used a weekend lesson that we would have taught on a Sunday morning. So take that idea. Do something you would normally do in children's ministry. But make it a special event, invite parents, and just watch what God can do. Because I find that parents often appreciate messages from children's ministry more than they do sometimes grown-up content because we really boil it down and get right to the heart of the matter and make it super fun. Okay, so one simple takeaway from today. Every podcast, I'm going to give you like one thing. If you do nothing else, here's your simple takeaway. Look for excuses to bring families together and get them talking about faith. Your verse for today, Psalm 78.4, it says, We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders. All right, well, that's it. That's Kid Splash. That's the story. Those are the basics. You can learn more, uh, see video. You can check out some pictures and I have a lot of other links, including an article I wrote about it for K Magazine that you can check out over on simplekidmen.com. Just click on the podcast tab and look for episode two. You can also sign up for the Simple Kidman newsletter, get the show notes sent straight to your inbox for every episode. Hey, thanks for joining me. I hope you found this helpful. If you liked what you heard, tell all your children's ministry friends about this podcast because I just want to encourage and equip as many children's ministry leaders as possible. That's why I'm doing this. I want to share anything that I've learned along the way, any helpful ideas, and just encourage people because children's ministry is so important. And what you're doing is really changing the world. And I want to help you to do that. So spread the word. Leave a review on iTunes if you feel led because that'll help me to get the word out. And subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And I hope you have an amazing week ministering to God's kids and His families that He sends your way. So I'll see you next time.